You're tuned in to Beltway Beef, official commentary of the National Cattlemen's Beef Association's Policy Division here in Washington, D.C. I'm Chase Adams. We're talking with Colin Woodall, NCBA's Vice President of Government Affairs. Colin, let's talk a little about the cattle industry's concerns with the futures market as a risk management tool. Increased volatility caught the attention of producers at the end of 2015, and NCBA sent a letter to the CME Group uh, seeking some changes and more information. We did because this volatility is absolutely killing our producers who are trying to use these tools to manage the risk. And the word that we keep getting back from our members is because of this volatility, even the tool that's used for risk management is not as effective as it once was. So they have demanded that we move forward and try to find some sort of solution. That's what led us to the original letter to the CME asking for some significant changes. Uh, however, uh, our success on that letter was, was not as robust as we had hoped. We only got one change out of CME at the time, and that was putting in place a messaging limit, which basically would cap the number of trades any one firm could make in a, in a single day. And even though that did go a ways in helping us manage overall volatility, uh, unfortunately, the volatility came back with a vengeance here spring, and uh, we've seen it throughout the summer as well. Now, the NCBA and our CME cattle marketing group have continued to meet. And from our side, the cattle uh, marketing working group is continuing to seek more information to better understand this volatility issue at its very base. That's right. The CME NCBA working group that was put together at our annual convention in San Diego has been engaged on many different levels, from meetings with the CFTC to Terry Duffy at the CME group and with members across the country. In fact, we took the step in enlarging that group during our annual uh, summer conference in Denver just a couple of months ago to make sure that we had plenty of geographical representation to get all of the views included. That group has since been split up into three subgroups, one that's looking at the issue of price volatility, the market volatility that we continue to see, but also looking at some other issues such as price discovery in the marketplace right now. Do we have the price discovery mechanisms that we need in order to support the futures contracts? And also looking at the contracts themselves to determine whether or not the specifications of those contracts also need to be changed. All of these are actions that are going on as we speak. In fact, we are working on putting it together an in-person meeting of our group coming up in early October to try to drive towards some final solutions. Now you mentioned that through the working group with both sides at the table uh, some changes have been made including the messaging limits which uh, at least uh, temporarily reduced volatility but uh, as you say overall that volatility has continued with us and so really this has become a, a multifaceted issue. There's no one silver bullet here. There is no one silver bullet. As a matter of fact, the question of what will fix this issue is one that uh, is, is asked every single day among our officers, the staff, and of course the membership, and is why we maintain our working group in order to try to analyze the ideas that people have to fix this. And when we've got some ideas that uh, we think can, can work to be able to then push that through our policy process in order to see if we can get, can't get that implemented. One of the things that we have found out is most of the ideas that we've come up with really depend upon knowing who's in the marketplace right now. And that has been information that's been hard to get from CME. They will not let us have all the information as to who the high-frequency traders are, the automated traders are, et cetera. So we've gone to the Commodity Futures Trading Commission, CFTC, and we've asked them to provide that audit trail data for us in order to help us make our decisions moving forward. Now, these risk management tools are incredibly valuable for producers, so the, uh, the thought of losing this altogether as a risk management tool is certainly a concern, but at the same time, if it's not working, that comes to the same end. 
the membership has been very clear that they want to maintain these tools. They just want to want them to work. Uh, we want them to work as they should. And that has continued to drive our engagement, not only with the working group, but our full live cattle marketing committee, and also to the level of our entire officer team being engaged and trying to find something that does work because we cannot afford to lose these risk management tools, especially when you look at the overall state of the market. We need as many opportunities to manage our risk as we possibly can. And Colin, we've talked a lot about the NCBA working group continuing to work with the CME and making sure that uh, both parties are at, at the table and both parties certainly have an invested stake in ensuring that these markets work as a risk management tool. Uh, but the NCBA, as you say, is also looking outside of this working group, looking at, as you mentioned, uh, the CFTC and, and even Congress having a role in, in going forward to address this issue long term. The CME has made it very clear to us that they want to fix these contracts and make sure that we are satisfied with the way these contracts work. That's why they're still at the table. That's why we remain at the table. And it's important that we stay at the table to find this solution. The idea of just taking these contracts and moving someplace else, while may sound like a really good knee-jerk reaction, is not an action that we want to see in this relationship and definitely in uh, the, this overall effort. So that's why we want to make sure that we continue to work with CME to find these true solutions, because they're willing to help us. But that also means that we don't necessarily agree with every idea that they have. And so we uh, make sure that we argue with them to some extent, coordinate with them, with them to some extent, but also bring in the government, the regulators, such as the Commodity Futures Trading Commission, CFTC, and the House and Senate Ag Committees, which have oversight of the CFTC. They have been involved, they will continue to be involved to make sure that this entire issue is thoroughly studied and that whatever solution we come up with is one that not only the industry can live with, the regulators can live with, but also the CME can live with. So it really boils down to finding more information at this stage. There is no silver bullet, as we said, but finding more information so we can at least understand the issues that are causing uh, uh, this uh, increased volatility is really going to be key. Gathering information is key right now, but also gathering ideas, ideas that we can try to vet through our process in order to see which ones may help us with this volatility and which ones are just a no-go. And that's not only just on the market volatility side, but also, again, looking at the specifications of the contract to see if there are some tweaks that could be made there to help us. And then also continuing to look at the cash market and overall price discovery. If we have a strong cash market, that also helps us address this. And we have already taken taken actions uh, to, to try to address cash market. We've had the Fed Cattle Exchange that uh, started earlier in the year and is uh, about to kick off again on September the 14th. And we think that is a great sign that the industry is working towards that overall price discovery and the price discovery that we need in order to support the futures contracts. What are the next steps for the NCBA and the NCBA CME Working Group? And, of course, understandably, producers are, are, are very anxious right now, and these markets have been tough. And so uh, producers want to get involved. So how can they get engaged in this process? You know, this is not an easy one for NCBA because we have found that we have members on all uh, phases of the spectrum here, you know, a lot of, lot of opinions. But the reason why we know that is because the people with those opinions have uh, made the commitment to show up 
to engage and to make sure their opinions are known. And that has helped us in our policy process. So if this is a, a major issue to you as a producer and you're listening to us right now, get engaged with NCBA. Get engaged with our live cattle marketing committee and our working group because we want to make sure that whatever solutions we ultimately come to, to implement are ones that are acceptable to the industry and help us all be more successful. Thanks, Colin. You've been listening to Beltway Beef. Until we meet again, eat beef and check us out online at beltwaybeef.com or visit us at beefusa.org.